The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, as you've been hearing, another legal victory for Ottawa on the fight over the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. In a unanimous decision, the Federal Court of Appeal ruled the government's second approval of the project was reasonable and will stand. Four B.C. First Nations had argued the government went into consultations with Indigenous communities in the fall of 2018, having predetermined the outcome in favour of building the project. The judges say the government made a genuine effort to listen to and consider the concerns raised by the First Nations and introduce new conditions to mitigate them. Uh, earlier today, Natural Resources Minister Seamus O'Regan said he is welcoming the decision, saying it's onward for the Trans Mountain Project. You know, we see this project as one that will enable us to get our resources to international markets, something that will ensure that we can get a fair price for our resources. We also know, of course, that this is a, a project that can deliver significant economic benefit, economic benefit to Alberta, economic benefit to Canadians across the country. Minister O'Regan will join us at 3.45 this afternoon. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney says the Federal Court of Appeals' dismissal of the Trans Mountain Appeal was a fair one and a victory for common sense. Pipe has already been put, put in the ground on the Alberta side um, and uh, I think this removes the last remaining legal obstacle uh, to the completion of the Trans Mountain expansion. This has been through years of exhaustive reviews. The public supports it. Overwhelmingly, Aboriginal groups support it. The, the Cabinet has reviewed it twice and approved it. Uh, work on the expansion continues, as you heard Premier say, and with more in reaction from B.C., where the First Nations who challenged the decision are based. We're joined by Richard Zussman with Global B.C. Of course, he is based at the B.C. Legislature in Victoria. Hey, Richard. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks uh, for uh, being back on the show this afternoon. What's the talk there today? Yeah, so there's a few different angles here, obviously, but let's start with the First Nations. So they are the ones that have been challenging this. They are the ones that had a victory in court uh, in 2018 that started this process back from the beginning. They are now saying they haven't yet decided whether they want to appeal this decision. Mm -hmm. I don't think Premier Jason Kenney is totally right when he says this is the end of the legal challenges. There will potentially be an appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada around this decision. It doesn't mean the Supreme Court actually has to hear it. There's also currently before the Supreme Court that they haven't ruled upon yet a question around the scope by which uh, the NEB and the federal government looked at this project. Again, that was led by the First Nations. Okay. It's important to note one of the quotes quickly from Reuben George, who's the spokesperson for the Tsleil-Waututh First Nation. Their territory overlooks uh, the Burnaby uh, Trans Mountain Terminal, and what he said today is this is not over. It's, and so mm. we'll see what that exactly means, Jaylen. It obviously today is a significant step forward for the project, but as he said, they don't believe it's over. Uh, you looked, I was uh, reading some of your uh, Twitter account this afternoon, and you took a, a closer look at, uh, at the decision, and one of the things that jumped out at you was a quote, and it says, contrary to the submission by one of the First Nations, the record demonstrates that Canada engaged in meaning meaningful dialogue respecting its concerns that pretty late that pretty much lays it right out there doesn't it pretty yeah, solid it sure does and the other thing that said in the ruling is the applicant submissions are essentially that the project cannot be approved until all of their concerns are resolved to their satisfaction if we ex accepted that the court says the project would never be approved and the applicants would have a de facto veto mm. this veto question is one of those words that keeps coming around in terms of you know if one first nation 
decides they don't want this project, do they have the power to stop it? And I think many Albertans, for sure, and many British Columbians would believe that there shouldn't be a veto power for one mm-hmm. First Nation that is concerned, that this process, as Premier Kenny laid out, has been arduous. It has gone for a number of years now, and uh, the court made it very clear with, you know, what part of the judgment that you read there that, you know, this is sort of a definitive judgment for um, how this process has gone about. Yeah, there was the other part. We conclude there's no basis for interfering with the governor and council's second authorization of the project. But again, as you said, there's still a few more uh, hurdles to get through. Uh, Premier Horgan, uh, at the beginning yep. of all of this, uh, Richard had said all, he would use every tool in his <laughs> toolbox to fight this. Um, is is he looking for a washer down there in the in the corner? What's he what's what's happening with him there? One of the really interesting things is a statement came out from his environment minister, George Heyman, and it reads, Our government remains concerned about the risks posed by diluted bitumen and the potential of a catastrophic oil spill on our coast. We will continue to urge the federal government to ensure that the strongest protections possible are put in place to protect our environment. But there's no mention here about using the courts. Mm. It seems like the B.C. government has conceded that they have used all the tools in the toolkit, and now they're relying on the federal government to continue to put more money in that pot they've created for uh, coastal protection. And so what do we think that that looks like? What does, you know, yeah. coastal protection look like moving forward, um, given given BC's concerns with this project? We already have a pretty clear picture because there's been more than a billion dollars allotted by the federal government for both the East and the West Coast. I think the provincial government here wants to see additional support from the Coast Guards, additional monitoring, uh, additional insurances that there can be uh, a team in place to safely clean a spill if there is one. I think the science out there is that if there was a catastrophic spill, cleaning it all would Mm -hmm. be impossible. There would be damage done to the water and to the land. But the B.C. government wants to ensure that whatever plan is in place is the best uh, in the world in terms of uh, preventing and possibly cleaning up a potential spill. Okay, so very interesting on that one. So what can we expect? You know, and I guess there's a couple of questions here. Richard, has has um, attitudes in BC changed about this pipeline, um, or does it still depend on where you're living? It, it does depend a little bit on where you're living, but a big part of it is I think a huge misperception uh, in many places of British Columbia, and for sure in Alberta, is that British Columbians are opposed to this project. Mm. Poll after poll has indicated a majority of British Columbians are in favor of the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. But it's for those communities in Metro Vancouver especially, in Burnaby where the terminal is, and some of those First Nation communities that are opposed. And clearly there's a huge environmental sentiment here. Environmental groups are strongly opposed to the project. They are clearly strongly opposed uh, to the continuation around non-renewable resources. Yes, And that's the other big part here, too, Jalen, that we haven't talked about yet, is what will these groups do to ensure this project isn't built? That's what I was going to ask. What are you hearing? Yeah, so we're expecting to see uh, major protests. And we will see what these protests look like and what sort of impact these protests will have and whether uh, these organizations can put up enough of a challenge to at least try to delay the construction of this project. We've seen some of that, obviously, already. Uh, You know, the First Nations groups, as I mentioned, say they're still reviewing the legal aspects, but no doubt many of those groups, like, truly believe that this project is against their Indigenous laws Mm. and would destroy their Indigenous ways of life. 
and they will do everything they can. I think their toolkit is larger than that of Premier okay. John Horgan. Their will is also larger in terms of wanting to stop this expansion. We, ha- we have heard about some of the uh, First Nations across the country wanting to get in on this uh, business-wise. Yep. Has there been any interest from those in, in British Columbia? Yeah, so there are other groups. And that's, I think, I haven't fairly reflected. There are lots of First Nations who are, again, in support of this project. They've signed on to benefit agreements. Uh, they believe that this is a way out of poverty for their First Nations. They believe this is a way to help with sort of generational um, well-being in their communities. And we've heard from some First Nations in the past, one based in Kamloops and another based somewhere else in the province, that is interested in purchasing the pipeline for the federal government. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're there quite yet, Jalen. I think these groups want to see progress. They want to see the project getting close to completion. I don't think the federal government, they've made it very clear, wants to hold on to this asset long term. They want someone else to own it once they get it past the political hurdles. And I think there would be some nice symmetry if First Nations communities would purchase this together and then in that way can help their communities get out of uh, some of the, the poverty that we've seen over generations. Global's Richard Zussman joining me from the B.C. Legislature in Victoria. Has there been talk today about what this might do to the ongoing um, reconciliation work between uh, the country's uh, First Nations and the government? The big word, reconciliation, and has been a major priority for the Prime Minister. And many of these First Nations opposed to the pipeline, believe that this throws away any of the goodwill that's been built up between the federal government. You know, obviously there's been a lot of tension here since the federal government purchased the pipeline and a lot of criticism from these First Nations opposed. And one of the other things that was said in the press conference today is that this is the end of reconciliation. By pushing forward with this project, you are terminating the idea of reconciliation. I'm not sure that's particularly the case, Jalen, but obviously very strong words from those who are adamantly opposed to the project. All right, so we'll keep on watching, Richard. Oh, hey, <laughs> one more thing. Talk about watching. How is the royal watching going on out there? It's, it's slowed down a little bit. We haven't seen our British friends as much snooping around Victoria as they were the last few weeks, but it, is, it has been interesting having Harry and Meghan in the neighbourhood. I spent some time up at the park that they were seen and just talking to people who ran into them or they're just so thrilled they're here. I think there's obviously going to be larger questions if they decide to call British Columbia their full-time home in terms of security costs and what that will look like. But for now, people are pretty excited they're here. All right. Thanks for this, Richard. Appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Pleasure as always. Take care. Now, uh, Richard Sussman out of VC this afternoon. Uh, we can tell you that um, this afternoon there's just been a, a news conference that has wrapped up, uh, wrapped up and uh, Chief Leah George Wilson of the Tisley Watsuth First Nation saying that uh, despite the decision today, that it's not the end of the line for them. Our work is not done. We're going to feel this, the disappointment today. But that isn't going to define us, and that isn't going to stop us. We're going to continue.